You're listening to the DNB Supply Show podcast, your number one resource for living the country lifestyle. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, coming to you from my place in the country to yours. Well, welcome back to the DNB Supply Show, everybody. This is your host, Matt Breckwald, and thank you very much for joining us here again today. Well, you know, living out here in the West, we have got a lot of wide open spaces and we've got a lot of distance between wherever we are and wherever we need to be. And we need fuel to get us from point A to point B. And then when we get to point B, a lot of times we need fuel to keep us going or to fill up different pieces of equipment and things like that. And that made me think, I want to talk about transfer tanks. These tanks that we can buy and we can put in the back of our pickups to haul diesel fuel or other non-combustible liquids from point A to point B to help us get the job done. So today, we're going to be speaking with Blaine Ganoss, who works for Dawes Manufacturing, and you may recognize a lot of their products around in the Better Built brand. And we're going to be talking all about transfer tanks, how to install them, what different safety regulations there are, quantity regulations, and different options for you to make your life out here in the West run even smoother and more efficient. So we'll have that interview coming up here in just a moment. Blaine, welcome to the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Matt. I I enjoy being here. (laughs) Well, good. Well, you know, it's fun to be able to delve into all these different topics and to be able to speak about different accessories for things that people like me like to use. And today we're going to talk about transfer tanks that can go in pickup beds and things like that. And I am very curious about this. And I bet a a lot of the folks listening to the show are curious about that too. So you ready to get started? I'm all set. Let's do it. I'd love to start off by just asking you if you can introduce yourself to our audience a little bit. Tell us a little bit about you. Sure. My name is Blaine Ganas. I'm the director of sales for Dawes Manufacturing. Um, Our company is based in Pensacola, Florida. This June, I've been doing this for 14 years in this industry. Very cool. And so for Dawes Manufacturing, what are the product lines that people are going to be recognizing out here in Idaho and Oregon? In Idaho and Oregon, we go by the trademark of Betterbuilt. We have the Betterbuilt Crown Series, the Betterbuilt SEC Series, and the Betterbuilt SLE Series. Transfer tanks specifically fall under our HD Series, which is for heavy-duty They typically tend to lend themselves more to the agricultural or farm market or on the heavy-duty slash construction side. Now, how did you get involved in this business, in this industry? My first career was, has always been in sales, but I was on the automotive side as a manufacturer's rep. And I did some work for Dawes Manufacturing, and they approached me. I was coming on board as their northern regional manager, and in the last 14 years, I, I've just moved up the chain, and I'm over all the sales for Dawes Manufacturing today. Well, I, to start off, I think I want to clarify exactly what it is we're talking about today. So we are talking about transfer tanks, and the mistake I made when we first spoke is I was calling them auxiliary fuel tanks, and you quickly corrected me on that. So if you could explain the difference between those two types of tanks to our audience. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's a common misunderstanding um, because both of the tanks typically set in the back of pickup trucks. The difference being between them is an auxiliary tank, gravity feeds the tank on the truck. It can also be used as a transfer tank, but its main purpose is for refueling that specific vehicle. Where transfer tanks, the product is meant to be pumped out of the top into either the vehicle itself into farm equipment, construction equipment. There's several uses for them. When I was thinking about that, when we were 
talking before. I was thinking back when I was a kid in the 80s, and everybody was putting these extra like saddle tanks on their pickups, and then they would have a toggle switch so they could change from tank A to tank B or whatever it may be. But uh, you don't see that as much anymore, it doesn't seem like. No, they're, they're not as common. Typically, back when they did it, that was a, a factory spec that they would come with dual tanks. Mm-hmm. Trucks today typically do not. I'm not exactly sure if they've just gone to larger onboard single tanks or if it's due to liability. So auxiliary tanks have picked up quite a bit, and it typically lends itself to people that are hauling or going long distances. Mm-hmm. Well, along those same lines, what are the reasons that people purchase transfer tanks? Why are people putting these tanks in the back of their their vehicles, and what are they using them for? Well, there's a variety of reasons, Matt. You know, typically the first one and where you normally see them is in the industrial slash construction market. And what they're doing is they're refueling machinery. That machinery can be anything from as small as a skid steer all the way up to, you know, large bulldozers. And that's when you get into the larger tanks. Mm -hmm. There's also probably in the last, I'd say, 10 years, there's been more of a craze coming on and it's the hobby farmer. And the hobby farmer, typically it's, they are not around the city. They're going there for the weekend. They don't need hundreds of gallons of fuel. They don't want to keep fuel on site. So they'll stop on their way to their, you know, their weekend place or their farm. And they may pick up anywhere from 30 gallons to maybe 75 gallons, depending on what kind of equipment they have at their hobby farm. Your typical smaller tractors out there, usually only have a 25 to 30 gallon tank on them. Mm-hmm. And depending on how much the work somebody's going to do, one tank may be all they need for the weekend. And then what about people increasing their range or expanding their range, especially out here in the West where we have so much public ground and you can kind of go and go forever? Well, typically um, in expanding range, Matt, what comes on is the fact that A, they're either going with an auxiliary tank because they want to be able to refuel and keep going without stopping or a transfer tank where they would stop and they would refuel their truck maybe on a break of some kind. Mm-hmm. But usually it's people when they're draw, running long distances is there may not be service stations that sell diesel fuel. Right. Or they may not have it for the next 250 miles. But the biggest reason that people typically get them is that when they hit major cities where diesel fuel is less expensive, they want to fuel up okay. and they want to be able to go to the next major city and not have to stop at the truck stop in between and pay a higher price for fuel. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I, I know I've got a few friends out here that the, during hunting season, they'll get out into the desert or up into the mountains and they'll be driving around hunting, but they'll be up there for a week, 10 days or something like that. So they like to have extra fuel so uh, they can just refuel right there in camp and uh, don't yep. have to run into town. Yeah, and there's and there's several items also, you know, when you speak of camping is that they're um, kind of a new craze that we're seeing out there is external generators, but they're diesel based. Mm-hmm. So somebody that's going up to the mountains hunting or maybe going camping for the weekend, don't want to come back into town. They can refuel that generator. They can refuel their vehicle. If they're doing a lot of driving around while they're hunting. Mm-hmm. And they also become, they almost become self-sufficient for that entire week, two weeks, however long they're gone for. Yeah and not having to return to town. Yeah, absolutely. They can really get away. 
Well, speaking of getting away, let's take a commercial break really quick. And then when we come back, I want to ask you about how these work, how you get the fuel out of these tanks, okay? Absolutely. Sounds good. You already know that Honda makes some of the most reliable, fuel-efficient cars on the planet, but that's just as true for Honda lawnmowers. The best thing about a Honda mower is it's a Honda, which means exclusive features like the 4-in-1 twin-blade cutting system that results in finer clippings for either bagging or when mulching, actually feeding your lawn with important nutrients. And it also means a highly fuel-efficient engine that's easier on the environment while you're sprucing up your environment. Plus, depending on the model, Honda residential mowers come with either a three- or five-year limited warranty. Shop Honda at select D&B supply stores in eastern Oregon and southern Idaho. This spring, before you get down to dirty work, head over to D&B Supply, because this is the season for mudslinging and muckraking, and you need garden boots that stand their ground. No soggy feet here. We stock the best and the brightest garden boots and clogs in great patterns and styles from Western Chief, Muck Boots, Bogs, Noble Outfitters, and more. Get out there without getting your feet wet, and pick up a pair of garden boots or clogs at your favorite D&B. Well, Blaine, now that we're back, I wanted to ask you, in in the first segment, we were talking about diesel fuel. You were mentioning that quite a bit. Now, are your tanks, are they rated for both diesel and gasoline or diesel only? It's a great question, Matt. Our tanks are rated for diesel only, non-combustionable. I do have some customers out there that use them for a variety of reasons. I have one customer that's a, a large tree farm, and they use them for fertilizer water. Mm. I did another build with the Missouri Department of Conservation, and they were building brush trucks, and they were just for hauling just plain water out for brush fires. Mm. But in regards to gasoline, anything combustionable, those do not go in our tanks. So that's interesting. So obviously, diesel is not considered a combustible fuel? No, it is not. And it, it is not due to the rating. And the rating, the difference between gasoline and diesel the combustion building of gasoline is actually not the liquid itself. It's the vapor. Uh-huh. So okay. you can actually take a match and throw it into a bucket of diesel. The match will just go out. Okay. Where with gasoline, the match will never even get to the bucket. <laughs> right. Yeah, I had a. Uh, I used to have a 69 Ford pickup I drove around, and it had the tank right behind the seat. And then the fill cap came through the uh, the sidewall of the cab and into there. And I could smell fumes in there every now and then. I can't imagine lighting lighting a match inside that cab sometimes. Absolutely. That's very dangerous. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Now, I wanted to ask you, with the transfer tanks, what methods are people using to get the diesel out and either into their equipment, into their generators, or into their own vehicle? There's a, there's a variety of options, Matt. Obviously, you have to use some kind of pumping mechanism and that can be anywhere from a hand pump to an electrical pump um, there's several pump companies out there and they range anywhere from you know two to three gallons a minute all the way up to 20 gallons a minute mm-hmm. the larger the pump the more uh, ability it has to pump faster people buy these pumps they buy tank sizes based on needs if they're not you know it's I'm filling up my weekend tractor. I'm not in a great big hurry. It doesn't bother me to sit here for eight minutes and fill my, or is it, I'm in a hurry. This is my job. I need to fill as fast as I can and go. Mm-hmm. So, and then obviously, you know, cost of these pumps can be anywhere. The manual ones being the least expensive. And then the larger you go, they just go up in price. So like the manual pumps, that's something you're just working a lever, just like a traditional pump and you're pumping it out. Absolutely. Okay. And then on the electric side, is that something that you wire into, say, the 12-volt system in your pickup? 
Yeah, they, they can be wired a variety of ways. And it typically depends on the, the consumer's comfort level with wiring. I have seen them where they just have a battery in the back of the truck. They hook it up. They run it there. They unhook it all the way through to elaborate systems based kind of like on your trailer wiring with pigtails. And it may go to other lights on the truck, but ultimately it's run to the battery under the hood. Now, I was reading something online and they're talking about gravity fill. And you mentioned that in the first segment. Is that only when you're dealing with an auxiliary fuel tank or is it possible to use gravity as well to transfer fuel out of a transfer tank? No, auxiliary only. And the difference being the auxiliary tank actually has a hole or a nozzle coming out of the bottom of the tank. Okay. So there is typically no pump. There's either a toggle switch, a ball cock. Uh, there's a variety of methods for engaging that. And what it is, basically, it opens a valve, it gravity feeds, fills the tanks back up, and then you have to shut that valve off okay. when, when traveling. We've talked a little bit about regulation, some of the safety things with this, non-combustible fuels. What about installation? So for somebody who's considering putting one of these in their pickup, does it have to be installed by some sort of certified professional because it will be hauling diesel fuel, or can the person install it themselves? The person can install it themselves. The Department of Transportation, several states, uh, leaves this in kind of a gray area where they only make recommendations. They're not specifications. All of our transfer tanks come with mounting hardware to safely install the tank, mm-hmm. full set of instructions, outline everything. And again, it comes back to a comfort level. Some people will pay to have them professionally installed. They don't know where, when you're drilling through the bed of your pickup truck, they don't know where the gas tank is. They don't know where maybe exhaust or electrical or anything else is down there, mm-hmm. and they're just not comfortable. So they'll have a professional do it. People that are more familiar, more comfortable working on vehicles typically will do it themselves. So it's just a comfort level thing, but it's not a legality thing, at least uh, across the board. Nope, nope, not at all. All right, well, let's take another break. And then when we come back, I want to ask you about accessories and things like that that people are going to need if they choose to carry a transfer tank in their vehicle. Sounds great. D&B knows you've got a long summer in store with work to do at home by day and rodeos to see at night. Luckily, D&B Supply carries a brand of clothing that can do it all, and that's Wrangler. Wrangler Apparel is known to feel good in the saddle, work hard on the ranch, and give you a stylish western look out on the town. It's versatile clothing that gets it done. For quality clothes steeped in western heritage, round up some Wrangler for the family at your favorite D&B Supply. This is Bill's yard, and Bill's a grill master, not a grass expert. Still, he won't let weeds invade his backyard barbecue kingdom. And with Scott's Turf Builder Weed and Feed, Bill can clear out weeds, green up his lawn, and hold his spatula high. Because Scott's Weed Grip formula is twice as effective on dandelions as it used to be. This is a Scott's yard. Pick up Scott's Weed and Feed today. Well, Blaine, let's talk accessories for a moment. So if somebody chooses to carry extra fuel in a transfer tank, what are some things that are going to make life easier for them or that they need to have to make all of this work? Typically, with just a transfer tank, Matt, all of our tanks come with the mine hardware. From there, the, the consumer would just have to make the decision of what kind of pumping mechanism they wanted to use. If they wanted to do a manual, if they wanted to do an electrical-type pump, and that's about it. There are further details out there. I am not an expert as far as when you buy that pump, and I know there's certain filtration systems 
depending on what type of equipment you're putting that diesel into, how long you're going to store that diesel. Maybe you're not using all of it at one time. And there's filters that'll take out anything from particles to water to condensation, mm-hmm. stuff like that. That is one area that I'm not an expert on. Now, as far as transfer tanks go, can they be made of multiple different materials or is it just steel? I mean, what are they made of? Right now in the market is seen is uh, your typical transfer tank is made out of steel or aluminum. There are some emerging out there done in plastics, but they're very expensive. And there's no shelf life longer than steel and aluminum having a plastic one. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the plastic come in different shapes. They may fit a certain area that the customer wants to put in a tank better than another. Mm-hmm. But the traditional is both steel and aluminum. And now I was reading something online about this and saw something about aluminized steel. Is that just aluminum or is that something different? Aluminized steel is, I'm not 100% sure. There are tank manufacturers out there that will do a steel tank and they'll put aluminum cover over it. Okay. Typically, they are straight all steel or all aluminum tanks. So let's talk advantages and disadvantages. Advantages with aluminum, advantages with steel. Why would one person pick one over the other? Oh, sure. Aluminum is, is, as we all know, a one-time fix. Aluminum does not corrode. It does not rust. It does not, you basically have a tank forever. The downside is aluminum typically costs almost twice as much. Mm -hmm. Steel comes in where it's a price point piece. You have all the same features, but in time it will rust. What I find is that when people are buying tanks, whether it's aluminum or steel, they base it on their needs and how long they're going to keep it. Your typical heavy duty or construction user, they seem to lean more towards steel just because they're running a fleet truck that typically has a life right now of 18 months to maybe three years and they're moving it down the road. And when they do it, they send everything with it. They'll usually spend a little bit more money because they want to buy it one time. They're going to take care of it. They want to have it forever type scenario. And I see the same thing with, you know, when they're buying the pumps also. Now, if somebody does choose to buy the steel, is there something they can do to slow down or, or stop that rusting and that kind of that wear and tear from at least going at the normal rate? Really the only thing you can do, Matt, is take care of your tank. You know, we powder coat all of our tanks, which helps a lot. There's other companies that will wet paint their tanks out there, which Mm -hmm. is just like spray paint. Anytime you scratch it, that you break that paint surface, rust is going to start immediately. The difference between powder coating and wet painting is a process called tracking. And what tracking is with wet paint, since it's not truly adhered to the metal, Mm -hmm is the rust will keep going underneath the paint, underneath the paint, and just keep chipping it off. Where powder coat, it won't do that. The one spot will rust, but the paint won't all come off. So the best thing is just taking care of your stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Good maintenance, upkeep, all that. Now, what about baffling? Uh, Why is baffling important inside of these transfer tanks? And what is baffling, I guess? Baffling inside a tank is nothing more than we actually weld half walls inside the tank that are offset to each other. What this does is it stops from quick shifting of your liquid in the back of your truck when you're taking maybe a sharp turn or maybe take a turn too fast. There are several cases out there 
that people have had large quantities of liquid in the back of their truck, taken a sharp turn. And what winds up happening is it will actually, the weight of it or the shift will flip the truck over. Oh, wow. Baffling stops that. Yeah, I can remember my my dad drove uh, semis over the road for years, and I remember when he switched from hauling like dry to liquids, and with a liquid truck, him he was talking about getting used to that feeling. When you do take that turn, all of that liquid weight wants to shift to one side, and it changes the equilibrium of the truck altogether. He said it it took a while for him to get used to that. Uh, oh, absolutely, and it's and people don't realize that even having a thirty six gallon tank in the back of your truck without baffling that shifting you will feel it in your steering as that liquid is literally hitting the side of the tank yeah. the side of the truck and pushing it yeah because i mean what water is is it eight pounds per gallon i think something like that so 30 yes. 30 gallons yes, of just water would be uh 240 yeah pounds 240 pounds so yeah that's that's quite a bit of weight moving around back there really interesting okay well let's take another break and when we come back let's talk about quantities now that we've uh we've kind of broached that topic sure know how to power through your to-do list of home improvement projects with the extensive line of power tools from steel available at D&B supply from legendary chainsaws and industry leading construction tools to powerful blowers and dependable trimmers like the FS 38 grass trimmer available at D&B for just $129.95 steel tools are designed for reliability and built for the long haul get your motor running for whatever project comes your way and pick up steel power tools at your favorite D&B supply at D&B Supply, we believe happiness comes from the inside out, especially when it comes to our pets. So give them Hill Science Diet for many happy wags and purrs. Using only high-quality ingredients, Hill Science Diet is expertly crafted for lifelong health. With formulas for every age, size, and special nutritional requirements, from joint care, oral health, and weight management, it's the number one choice of vets to feed their pets. Keep your pet happy-go-lucky and pick up Hill Science Diet at D&B. Well, Blaine, when we left off, we were kind of talking about uh, how much liquid you could find in your tank and, and why it was important to baffle the tank, because when you're taking that turn, all that liquid wants to move to one side. Uh, let's talk about quantity. So how, if somebody, just just a typical person without any special licensing in their pickup, how many gallons of diesel fuel could they carry in a transfer tank? Legally, on uh, majority of the states out there, it's 100 gallons is the max that you can carry. Anything over 100 gallons is a commercial license with hazmat endorsements. And it's, it's very important. It's 100 gallons running down the roads. It's also 100 gallons crossing any international borders. So going into Mexico or going into Canada, you cannot take more than 100 gallons of fuel over the border. That's interesting. Now, are those... You, and you may not even know, but uh, the crossing of the borders, is that laws that Canada and Mexico have in place, or is that United States that doesn't allow you to, to take that much out? Both. Both. Interesting. And, yep. And it's basically where we see it quite a bit is towards Canada, and that's just for the cost of fuel up there. There's several people that will run back and forth depending on how close they are. And typically at every crossing, there's a gas station. There's mm-hmm. some kind of shop, something. So they will run across. And last I saw, I'm trying to think how much gas was or diesel up there, but they price in Canada, everything's priced by the liter. So there's a conversion there, but it's typically anywhere from one and a half to two times the cost of the U.S. Wow. So if they're, if they're close enough, they will run back and forth. And that's where you see several of the larger tanks coming in because they will take a hundred gallons 
plus the fuel when they just fueled the truck up. Really interesting. Okay, so along these same lines, then, so what is the range, I guess, of quantities you can carry in a in a transfer tank? So I guess, well, what's the smallest that you sell, and then obviously is the largest, I guess. Sure. So our tanks, we start at a thirty-six gallon vertical tank, and then we go all the way up to a hundred gallon. We do offer a hundred and fifty and a two hundred gallon on site storage. But again, those are not legal to have in the back of your pickup truck. Now, talking about these different regulations and the quantities and things like that, is placarding, is that required when you're hauling diesel fuel in your pickup? It's not required. There is no state law as far as what the person is hauling. The state laws or the DOT specifications fall back on the manufacturer. All of our tanks, there's two things that have to be on the tank. One is the non-combustionable placard. Second is every tank must have an adhered placard sticker that cannot come off that shows item number UPC. It has to have the number of gallons the tank holds and the date of manufacture on it. Now, when it comes to the tanks, like you mentioned, let's just start with the 36-gallon tank that you just mentioned, the vertical tank. What is the or the approximate dry weight of a tank? So how much weight are you adding to your pickup before you fill it with liquid? It really varies what the tank's made out of, Matt. Obviously, aluminum tanks are going to be lighter than steel tanks. And then you put in, like we were talking about previously, eight pounds per gallon. So the weights are all over the board out there. All right. So probably best when you're shopping to look at those different specifications, if that matters to you. Ultimately, the best thing to do in, in purchasing a tank is to talk with the store personnel that have been trained and tell them exactly what you're looking to use the tank for. They will help you because there's several different configurations of tanks out there, whether it be a vertical, a rectangle, a square, an Mm -hmm. L-shaped, a T-shaped, and they all have specific purposes. Mm -hmm. The smaller tanks, you know, are you hauling a fifth wheel? Are you putting a crossover box over the top of it? Are you looking for max storage in a certain area? What type of vehicle are you putting it in? Ford, in the back of their pickup trucks, they roll the corners of their bed where GM, they're actual squares. So that will make a difference in what fits in the back of your bed. Is it a long bed, short bed? Is it a crew cab? Today's market has been very volatile, it seems, lately in the sizes of beds. Mm -hmm. It used to be you'd buy a pickup truck. Standard was either six foot or an eight foot. Then you had brought in the birth of the crew cab, which took it to a 5.6, a 5.8 bed. You can custom order a 6-foot, a 6.5-foot bed. You can get the 8-foot bed. And there's some that will sell them just as chassis because they're putting straight racks on the back or flat beds. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's really no one set if you buy a 36-gallon tank that is specifically for this person. So it's always best to consult with the store people that have been trained and they will get you the proper tank that you need. Very good. Well, let's take another break. When we come back, I've got a few more questions about the training with the store employees, but then I want to talk about shapes as well. Sure. When you love your dogs and cats like members of the family, you feed them like family too. Dish out the best nutrition for your furry little friends with Blue Pet Food, available at D&B Supply. Blue starts every dog and cat food recipe with real meat, then adds in garden vegetables and antioxidant-rich fruit. Blue Pet Food does not contain artificial flavors, colors, or preservatives. Plus, there's never any corn, wheat, or soy, and no chicken or poultry byproduct meals. For every four-legged member of your family, stop on by D&B Supply for Blue Pet Food. 
You wear jeans, but you live in Levi's. At DMB Supply, we've got a pair to fit you just right. Iconic and hardworking. Levi's are legendary. Worn by cowboys, rock stars, and everyday people, we carry different washes, styles, and sizes for both men and women. These jeans are ready for anything your day brings, from working outside to a night on the town. The denim legacy lives on every time you put them on. So pick up some Levi's at D&B. Well, Blaine, now that we're back, you you had brought up the training of store employees. So is that something that Dawes Manufacturing provides to different retailers like a D&B supply so their employees are well-versed on how to solve their customers' uh, needs? Absolutely, Matt. We try and get around to all the stores at least a couple of times a year as we realize new employees are consistently coming on. But we also have a highly educated customer service department that if an employee comes across a question or is concerned, or even a consumer, they can contact our 800 number and our people themselves can help also. Well, now, before we we move into the shapes of tanks and the uses there, I wanted one follow-up question on installation. Are Are there any other regulations or any other tips or advice that people listening should know when it comes to installing a transfer tank in their pickup bed? Absolutely. We have a patented kit that we include with all of our tanks. The biggest problem that happens with tanks is that people believe they're going to blow out the back of their truck. So what they do is they take this hardware kit, they get rid of it, they go buy grade eight bolts, they do everything the same, and they crank the tanks down. Mm -hmm. What they don't realize is that pickup beds are built in sections. So when you go off-road, even over a curb, the bed can torque and turn, and magically everything comes back square. Transfer tanks, whether they be steel or aluminum, welded together, there is no give. And typically what happens, and I can tell when people have not used the hardware kit, is you'll get a call, a store call, and they'll say, I have a leaky tank. What has happened is they haven't used the correct mounting kit. Mm -hmm. They bolted it down when they went off road, and the bed torqued. Something has to give on that tank. Mm -hmm. And whether it's the plate aluminum tread plate or the steel plate will not give, so the welds do. And they wind up cracking the welds in the tank. So once that happens, is there anything that can be done to repair that tank? No. Once the welds are cracked, the tank is destroyed. It is useless. Interesting. Interesting. And I would assume that uh, warranty issues and all of that have to do with using the proper mounting hardware. Absolutely. Proper hardware and no modification to the tank. All right. Well, let's talk shapes really quick. So the L-shaped tank, the vertical tank you talked about, then you mentioned a T-shaped tank. What, What are the purposes behind all these different shapes? Sure. So whether it's a vertical tank, a square, or the rectangle, they're basically all the same square shape. And that is somebody that is just merely putting it in the back of the truck. They really don't have any requirements. Um, maybe it fits a certain spot or besides something, you know, well. The L-shaped tanks are made to have a crossover box put over the top of them. So you're actually putting the tank behind your crossover. You have that still have the storage of your transfer tank well hauling fuel with you. The T-Tank came to birth when several of the car manufacturers, we had talked about the crew cab. And what they did is they wound up taking the space from the wheel well to the cab instead of the wheel well to the tailgates. Okay. So what that did is it pushed the wheel wells further back towards the cab so you couldn't have a true L-shaped tank anymore. 
So it's still an L, but the sides are flared out to get over the wheel wells or allow the wheel wells to come all the way back. So in an instance like that, our T-tank is 98 gallons, will fit any full-size truck on the market, whether it's a long bed, short bed, crew cab, or standard cab. And then there's another one out there called combo tanks. Okay. And combo tanks are, in essence, an L tank that the manufacturer supplies some type of truck toolbox adhered to the top of it. So you have storage in it, you have the tank, you're not buying pieces separate where it's a crossover and then a tank, something like that. Interesting. So you guys in this industry, you're really at the mercy of what the pickup manufacturers decide to do with their new models and sizes and bed lengths and all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's uh, actually in Detroit every year, they the big three have an event. It's called the Measuring Party. And when they release new models, a lot of people go there, whether they're fleet builders, manufacturers, but that's where you can go and see the new specs, get actual measurements and how the beds have changed. Now, what about static electricity? Is there any risk here or anything you need to be careful of when you're either filling your transfer tank or filling something out of your transfer tank? Not with non-combustible, there's not. Okay. And again, that's where the rule between gasoline, diesel, or combustible versus non-combustible comes in. Well, awesome. What other products does DOS Manufacturing make that we can find out here in Idaho and Oregon that might be useful to us out here in the West? We offer a full line of crossover boxes, truck chests, side mounts, top mounts, underbody boxes, both in steel and aluminum. We offer on-site storage boxes, ladder racks, and then a variety of what I like to call recreational boxes, whether they're ATV boxes, trailer tongue boxes, wheel well boxes. There's a variety of them out there. Well, Blaine, this has been a wealth of information. As I walk through a D&B supply and I look at all the cool stuff that's out there, I wonder, oh man, maybe I need that. I've, I've never seen it before, but maybe I need it. And when it came to the transfer tanks, I thought, maybe I need that. I want to know more about this. So once again, <laughs> I get to use this show for my selfish purposes, but I think uh, it was really educational for everybody. Thank you for coming on. Oh, we appreciate it, Matt. We appreciate it a lot. Thank you all for joining us today. And here is to you and your pursuit of the country lifestyle however you define it. For the D&B Show, I'm Matt Breckwald.